0: Set your faces to sexy
1: Hey you Reading comic books Like the way you look Like the way
2: So are we're going to make sure that you guys don't get each other then? That's what we're going to do? So then it would just oh, be... But
1: then I don't... <laughs> it's
2: if that's the case... He's then not I'll...
1: getting a Christmas present anyway for me because his anniversary present was his Christmas present. Oh. Because it was expensive.
3: And well, with that... <laughs> we'll just put them all in a hat.
1: I know I'm going to get everybody a kitten.
3: No, no, kittens. no kittens Whoever
1: gets Whoever's name I draw Gets a kitten and, No
3: kittens And you can't do this As an excuse For you getting the kittens I they drew can't my have. own name Kittens are too expensive
1: I get a kitten Why what's the price limit
4: Like I thought we were gonna go With a ten dollar limit Yeah
1: Oh <laughs> Discount kittens
3: <laughs> Come out a little mangy <laughs> Missing some limbs But there you go. Walking on the
2: railing might miss some limbs when
3: it falls. Mm. It's kind of fat. And with that, we begin a mysterious episode of True North Nerd! Did you just
1: call Hamlet fat? Yes. He's chubby. No, he's not. (laughs) He's festively plump.
3: This week, we are going to. uh,
1: Festively plump.
3: We are going to dive into the long box of doom, as provided by our listener, Rex.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rex.
3: Yeah. yeah, Thanks,
1: Rex. I thought
3: thought we were friends, Rex. I thought you had better taste in comics, Rex. (laughs) Along with that, we are going to cover the news, and we're going to talk about Ralph Rex the Internet, which is the first time I've... Breaks the Internet. Breaks the... He he broke it. Oh, yeah, because they make a whole joke about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not in the movie. Yeah. Is it? Oh, no, it's not. Nope. There's a lot of things in that trailer that aren't officially in the movie. Meh. So uh, when we get to that point, there will probably be spoilers, but I will try and remind you when we get to that part. That'll be like half an hour from now, so don't worry. Yeah. In the meantime, Ryan, what's going on in the news of nerddom? Well not
2: a hell of a lot no it's been pretty quiet pretty quiet pretty quiet a couple weeks um well one thing that's hit the headlines today that has a on the whole internet astir is that uh apparently on thursday so by the time this airs it'll already be out there so you can look it up yourself and find out which one of us guesses right but apparently hugh jackman has a huge announcement to make on thursday
4: Mm -hmm. i saw that I'm guessing it's probably he's going back to Broadway.
2: That's my guess. My guess was he's gonna be doing something on Broadway. Now yeah. everybody else thinks now all the comic
3: book websites are drooling at the idea that he's announcing that he's going to be Wolverine in an Avengers movie. Or yeah. Wolverine in a Deadpool movie. But, which
1: But he's dead.
4: Maybe that's in the future.
3: Yeah. And in maybe. a timeline that probably doesn't exist anymore. And oh. then in Deadpool, let's be honest. Yeah. In Deadpool you can get away with any Here's my
4: prediction. The greatest showman Will be turned into a Broadway show.
3: It's not a Broadway
4: show. Oh, I kind of thought it.
1: Decent movie. I I enjoyed. That's
4: my guess. Is that the Greatest Showman will be doing maybe a limited Broadway run?
3: (laughs) And he'll be like producing it or something. He'll be starring in it. Yeah. That's my guess. My guess is that it's going to be something like that, if not that. Like it's something that he has a personal (laughs) attachment to that he's really excited about, but. I, I think the pure fact that the, the 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 as much as we know that it's probably going to get done ninety nine point nine percent, the Fox deal is not done until January first. Yeah, and I don't think anybody is going to be talking about any of that stuff until after that date hits. Yeah, including like he may still be doing Wolverine in one of those movies, but I don't think we'll actually hear from him about it until mm-hmm. the new year. No. If that were the case. I don't think it is, though. I think he's. I think he's hanging up the claws. Yep. To, for nothing else is like that. Training regimen he's got to go to every time he plays Wolverine is like. Well,
2: he did it brutal. to himself. It like it look at him from the first X Men movie to the Wolverine, mm. and really, it's his own fault. <gasps> He's, well, the, he's be, the one that went to that extent to, like, you know, the zero body yes. fat muscles sticking out of
3: muscles. But that first X-Men movie, he didn't have any time to train. He he got that last minute. Yeah, it he was his,
4: not supposed to be Wolverine. Poor if Doug Doug Scott Gray Scott. Was.
3: <laughs> what he what had, has he done lately? I did see him in something the other day because it was one of those things that, like, who is that? And I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, that's who he is. I have a feeling he's been doing, like, uh, if I could be mistaken, but I think he's been doing TV. Scottish television. Yeah. See,
2: that would be a good X-Men trivia night trivia question. So you, you oh, just slap, slap up a picture of, of Hugh Jackman, everybody's favorite movie Wolverine, and you're like, but who was originally cast for the role? Mm-hmm. And then Because I wouldn't get Only it.
1: Only Brent would get it. Kevin,
3: too. He and said, Kevin. yeah. I'm trying to think, and all of our listeners now. Why was he sort of famous at that point? Was so that it Ever it After? I have no idea who the guy is. Yeah, student. I guess it was Ever After was his big claim to fame. At I that love
1: point. that movie because
3: he's the he's the Prince Charming in Ever After. That the Drew Barrymore. I've Cinderella seen it a few movie. times. Yeah. If you were alive in the nineties, uh, and especially if you were alive and had a teenage girlfriend at the same time, you saw teen, that movie. Or you were yep. a teenage
1: girl in the nineties because <laughs> yeah. that's when yep. I saw it. I love that movie. Is anybody IMDBing being Dougray Scott? I am right Du-ray. now.
4: Yeah, it it was Ever After. That was his first movie role, really.
3: Uh, what's his latest role? Uh,
4: I'm just looking that up now. I know oh, he, he was also on Highlander the series. Uh,
3: I, w- I watched that. I love that show. It's on. It's on Amazon Prime. They just posted oh, up nice. all of the seasons to it. Oh, so there you go. I kind of want to um, sit down and watch it. Yeah, he's
4: he was in Taken Three.
3: Oh, maybe that's what I saw him in that uh, I um, that uh, threw me off.
1: There was a snatch TV show.
3: Fear yeah. the Walking Dead had virtually nothing. He did an to do episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, uh,
4: his last credit is something called The Woman in White.
3: Yeah, so he's been doing TV and, Damn. and 2018
4: stuff. TV series. Like I'm sure he's been BBC, doing yeah.
3: doing well for himself. Like it, anybody but, who can make a living off acting is pretty good. But at the same but it's time, no Hugh That's gotta that's gotta kick at him a little yeah. bit because you know the, it, it, basically it was because um, was it he who broke his, it was either him or Tom Cruise broke their leg in the stunt on Mission Impossible Two, which pushed the the filming of it back which meant he couldn't do x-men mm-hmm. cuz he he was already cast he was ready to go it was just it was after mission was done and it's not like he did anything with the mission franchise after that like he no, was this. the villain he was gone yeah so mission impossible 2 went over
4: schedule and he was injured in a motorcycle accident and he had to drop x-men
3: yeah it's that scene where they drive at each other on the beach Tom with the, Cruise can't pick
4: him to be yeah. the villain in Mission Impossible 2
3: Yeah What's Tom done for him
4: lately? Not a hell of a lot
2: Well, his, his Scientology yeah. dues isn't
4: uh, It's probably oh. past two He was also in the running to uh, be the new James Bond But they went with Daniel Craig too So he got passed over for a couple of major roles Yeah What else you got there, Ryan?
2: So, sticking around oh, That's not, never mind um, so we got some TV news, I guess, a little bit of TV, some TV stuff. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., everyone's favorite uh, a Marvel tie-in television show that we all watch religiously. Mm-hmm.
1: That's still on?
3: Yep.
2: <laughs> it's not coming back till the summer. For <laughs>
3: season six. Has already been renewed for season seven.
1: What, we stopped watching it after, what, season two?
3: No, we got through season two and then a good chunk of three and we gave up.
2: Yeah, so that. They Announced that, but when one thing that was interesting in the cast list for season seven, they didn't announce um, Colson, what's his name?
3: Well, isn't okay. Spoiler, yeah. spoiler, spoiler, isn't he dead? I thought I read they killed off his character at no. the, the end of last I don't season. No,
2: so. no, at the end of last season, he uh, him and May were left on a beach in Tahiti. Is it Tahiti? The, Tahiti, the, ma- the yeah. magical
4: place? Tahiti's a magical place.
1: I thought Tahiti um, was the name of, like, the, was an acronym for the place where his brain got scrambled. Well, it was yeah. kind of just, like, a, a thing that got,
2: you know, like, a block that got put into his memory for him to forget all the, you know, coming back to life part. But yes. But no, so they had literally dropped him off on a beach while the rest of the crew went off into space. Yeah. Uh, to find uh, Fitz or Simmons. Which one's the, the guy? Fitz fits oh Fitz that was, was my favorite character frozen in a in uh uh you know a triogenic frozen pod so he could get to the future the slow way what yeah time yeah. paradoxes, time travel Why? you know they saved the world so that he doesn't need to be in that now so on,
3: on a side note i saw her uh what's what's her name uh ming oh Mingna na oh. ming na yeah I saw her on the red carpet for Ralph uh, Breaks the Internet. Oh, she's and, Disney. Well, that's the thing is like, why is she there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I she completely is. forgotten about that. Like, oh, oh shit. yeah, that's what she did the voiceover for, and they brought her back. Next. So,
2: do, uh, do, 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 streaming corner. Here, let's go to a little streaming, streaming, little streaming corner. corner here. Um, So, we got Netflix. We got an update. On the lawsuit between the Satanic Temple and Netflix.
3: hmm It's been settled. That's good. Netflix threw a bunch of money at it, and it went away. <laughs>
2: well, so far, uh, the the one thing that they have actually said, the I guess so the, the unique elements of the statue will be acknowledged in the credits of the episodes that have already been filmed and airing. So they're going to go back and have to just edit that into the credits. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and the rest of it, the settlement, is subject to a confidentiality agreement.
3: Threw so, a bunch of money at it and it went away. Yep. Just like we said it would. Yeah. What else is in streaming corner this week? Because uh, I've got one to throw in there. Oh, there you go.
2: So DC Universe has given us a date for Young Justice Outsiders, the mm-hmm. new young, season three for the Young Justice. It starts January 4th. If you live in the States and
3: have DC Universe,
4: yeah, there's still no word on whether that service will ever come here or, or
2: but where that
3: but
4: oh, Brent Scott News.
3: So, no, the, so completely coincidental to this, a friend of mine was searching around for something else on Netflix the other day, and mm-hmm. the listing for Titans is already in Canadian Netflix. Is it's, it? That you can't stream it yet. But it it appears like I guess it's You're a coming image? soon okay. image. And Does it say a date? No. Uh, um, let me just tell you that it. that in who knows maybe it's down by now. He found it. I, I want to say the Thursday before this recording. Okay. Because he was like, any idea when this is going to be? And like, how'd you find that? And he's like, it was. I, There's a
4: trailer on Netflix.
3: Yeah. Okay. So that's probably it then.
4: Led by Batman's former protege Robin, a group of teen heroes forms to fight crime while wrestling with their inner demons. But
3: if that if they've got that all settled and ready to go, I wouldn't be surprised if we if much like this will get Young Justice after it is done airing. Mm. Yeah. Well, here's hoping. Which means it gives me enough time to rewatch the entire series, so I can so, remember what happened. And
4: I'm quite enjoying Titans through yeah. methods. I am watching Titans, and it is quite <laughs> through methods. Through are methods, <laughs> um, and uh, it's quite good. I, I like it. It's dark. It's it's quite dark. And next week is Don. Well, it is the DC Universe. Don uh, Troy. A bunch episode. of
3: people uh, I work with at, at my current occupation really enjoying it, and like I didn't bring it up because. I don't bring up my nerd card right off the bat. And it was like, you just wear your Ninja Turtles
4: t shirt to work?
3: No, no. I wear a very, I wear a black plain t shirt because it gets covered in a lot of crap. I hear you.
4: And I was very surprised. Episode five, there's a scene that was filmed at the, well, most of the episode was filmed at the motel at Highway 400 and Highway 89 at the Cookstown exit, that abandoned motel and that motel's abandoned well it's not abandoned it's up for sale it's oh, it's I not know a, that. it's not an actual motel uh, anymore and i drove by there on my way to south simcoe theater one day last spring it was nighttime and there were lights all around and they were filming something well, so it must have good, been there, titans there's a good
3: chance that you missed your opportunity kevin dang i could have been on titans or you could have been that guy who went on set and then got a restraining <laughs> what's
2: order what's
4: <laughs> <laughs> What y'all doing? It's interesting the way they're integrating various um, DC characters onto that show. They just sort of show up, and we're ex- sort of expected to kind of know who they are. And yeah.
3: well, which, I, well, guess, I guess because it's on the DC streaming service.
4: That's, where I was that's is, true.
2: They kind of expect, if you're paying for a st- service called DC Universe, yep. you should know who and some of these people are. There are
4: some really minor supporting characters from various runs of Nightwing and books like that that
3: yeah. show up. Anything else in Streaming Corner on your side? No, it's
2: all yours, Brent. Go for it. So,
3: um, it was revealed that, uh, at least I hadn't heard it before, is there is a Jack Reacher series being made for Netflix. Lee Childs, the author of the Jack Reacher books, Mm -hmm. um, came out and said they're looking for their Reacher because it's not going to be Tom Cruise, obviously. They're looking for somebody who's actually six foot two. Mm -hmm. Well, six foot two and fists the size of hams, apparently.
1: Mm,
0: now uh,
3: to tie into that a little bit on twitter um because i follow him because i loved him in daredevil season three uh that that thing came out to which vincent d'onofrio stepped up and went hi i really like these books i've been waiting for this role all my life and and i'm like he wouldn't be bad
4: because he's a huge dude yeah
3: He's the right yeah. age range for some of the like for the mid to later yeah. books. He, he he he's a big guy. He could also get into really good shape because he's one of those method actors that and, like,
2: and he can act. Yes. he can act.
3: Because that was the that was my thought was like, Reacher described in the books. He's a pro wrestler. With unfortunately, with a few exceptions, the pro wrestlers aren't the world's greatest actors. Yeah. And he, the Rock's kind of busy. And the Rock's too busy to do an John Netflix Cena.
4: Series. I don't
3: I don't think he's good enough an actor. He wouldn't be bad to be honest physically. Mm. He'd have to grow out his hair, but
4: To be honest, when you said Jack Reacher, my mind went to Jack Ryan and I'm like, there's already a Jack Ryan show That's and it's what on I Amazon. Said.
3: Jen did that <laughs> I on said, the weekend. why is
1: everybody named Jack? Because they're
3: for <laughs> better or for worse, they're they're both kinda like the, the airport novel sort of genre. And then right? there's Jack
4: Bauer who um takes down terrorists on twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> Saves the world. 24 hours and then there's time. Jack Tripper, who lives with two beautiful women and has to pretend he's gay. What's
1: the guy's name? Come Vincent. What? Oh, never Vincent's mind. Vincent that came up. Who is this guy?
3: The other thing <laughs> that I saw going to oh, one of guy. your favorite shows, Star Trek: Discovery, mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Meyer, who directed Star Trek II or mm-hmm. Wrath of Khan, possibly the best of the original Star Trek yep. films, and had a hand in Discovery for a while.
4: He, he's got a producer cut on the first season.
3: Um. Is talking about why Into Darkness didn't work on in uh, a podcast interview he did. Yeah, but the interesting thing is, is he also brings up the rumored con TV show yep. that we. Yeah, don't I know. read that interview too. Yeah, so it was called SETI Alpha Five, and
4: CBS has registered the name Star Trek SETI Alpha Five,
3: and he wrote it. It's there. It's. He, in what he worked on, it was, he refers to it as a trilogy. It it's was like a, a three-hour event yeah, or three-day, yeah. three episodes. And he turned it in. CBS has it. And that was the last he heard about it. So he doesn't know what's going on with it. Cashed but, his check and said, see you later, yeah, kids. But we have confirmation that it exists now, though. Yep. So... Maybe something will happen to it.
4: Well, I, you know they've they've gone on record as saying they want Star Trek to be a living, breathing franchise mm. where there's something new all the time. Um, I ho- I hope you know people are afraid that there'll be oversaturation, but in the '90s we had two television series and a movie series all happening at the same time, so I think we'll be okay.
2: Well, just like the people that say, "Oh, we got too much Star Wars," it's like I'm saying, no, no. I'll let you know when I've had too much Star Wars. And, and not, I'll let you know when I've had too much Star Trek. And not all of going to be for us either, exactly. right?
3: Exactly. Like, there's the Freemaker adventures for Star Wars, which isn't geared oh, towards they're me. Oh, so cute. And it's cute, but it's like, it's not, I must see this TV. No, you know? I'm
4: still watching Resistance. Is anyone I've watched watching the last two, Resistance?
2: I did. I,
3: I'm waiting for the season to end, and then i I watched go last night's watch episode
2: tonight before I came here. To Excellent. Tonight.
1: I'm waiting With for the, my dealer mace, to give me some episodes.
4: Yes.
3: Uh... Ryan's methods don't get that chill for some unknown reason. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: it's, oh, so uh, we have a lot of Doctor Who to catch up on, by mm. the
4: way. Oh, Doctor Who's been so good We've this year. We've only watched the, the, oh, first two. La- the latest episode. Yeah. Hey, no, spoilers,
1: yep. we haven't watched it yet. I know. I'll just oh. say two
4: words Alan Cumming.
1: Yay. I oh, like really?
3: Alan Somebody Cumming. hired him. <laughs> Sorry. I feel bad because it, it, he. Kind of got the blacklist for a while because he was was a bit of a dick. He was on the
4: CBS All Access. He's mm -hmm. on CBS All Access because he was on The Good Wife Um. and the spin off The Good Fight, which is on All Access. He's on that.
1: Oh. I'm really sleepy, and you said the good wife, and my brain automatically thought the good place. The and good I'm place. like, No, he's no not we watched a, that, and he was not, not on, the on good
2: place. Are all these good places, and good wives, and good doctors, and good things, all connected. No, no, that'd be no. funny if they were. The
4: good wife and the good fight are. I'd s- love to see how they connect to the good place
2: and the good doctor. <laughs> well, that's just <laughs> heaven. <laughs> the, the plane <laughs> crash at the end I don't know. I'm only like five, five episodes in. I love the yeah. good
4: place. I can't wait till that yeah. show comes
2: back. Next, Ryan. Next, okay. So it's all DC news from here on out. Ooh. So we've got DC movie news. Mm-hmm. So we had Aquaman. The, uh, no, no. Nope. Oh. The Birds oh, of Prey so movie has apparently got a, I guess, a tagline attached. You know, a subtitle yeah. to it. So it's uh, called Birds of Prey, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn.
1: What? What? Birds of Prey movie? Yep. Yeah. When did that come out?
2: It hasn't, it hasn't yet. come it hasn't, out. Yeah. When did that
1: get really you know, talked about? They, for, they've, for forever. We've been
2: talking about it. We've talked yeah. about it here. You are tired. And
1: I don't always pay attention to <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who's the Birds of Prey? It's the
4: Black Canary. It's um, Huntress. Oracle. I don't know if they're using No.
2: Or- uh, oracle's yeah. not. So far, the only two that they've announced are um,
4: Huntress. Huntress. And Black Canary. And Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn.
1: Was Harley Quinn originally part of them?
3: No. No.
4: It but was Oracle and Black Canary.
1: They're just trying and, to make her a good guy girl. because she's so popular.
3: It well, sounds like they might. Should, with that title, it sounds like they might be riffing off of the Harley Quinn comic where she says, "Nuts to you, Joker. You're, this is a bad relationship."
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. Now they will, they've cast um,
4: Huntress and Black Canary. Yes, we've talked and about them that's here the before. You and McGregor was
3: signed for. Yes, because yep. he's yeah. going to be. Oh, so we have a villain for it too. Black yes. mask.
4: Okay. There you go. <laughs> I, like I said last time, I will believe it when I see it. When I see pictures from the set. It
3: really depends on how Aquaman does. Honestly, at this point, I think that's so pumped for well, Aquaman.
2: Had, the, at least we've seen a picture of the script. Yeah, because yeah. that's where the, Oh yeah, I I
3: I don't think we will hear about it going into production. There until was after, a script mm, for
4: Justice League Two at one point yeah. as well, and I don't think we're ever going to see that movie.
3: It's. A, I think it, it because Shazam's always already in the can, yeah. So that's nothing stopping that either. But I, I, yeah. I think Aquaman is the the deciding factor on a lot right. of this stuff. If it tanks, then
4: <laughs> I get it. Aquaman tanks. <laughs>
3: ah, fish. Wow. I didn't even do that on purpose.
2: Nah. Okay, so uh, we've got more casting news for uh, that upcoming. I think it's. He's going to be in the Else Worlds. Crossover. If not, yeah. then he's in future episodes of Supergirl. They've cast John Cryer as Lex Luthor. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. So
3: him shaving his head. Uh, is he shaving
1: his head, or is he just no? He already cap?
3: did. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he shaved his head a, a while ago, and I'm now, like, oh, that paid off for him. Apparently,
2: has he already played
3: Luthor before, or was he no, the voice, or was he, he cast as Luthor? We we watched it. Oh no, wait, he's in the next one. He's in Superman four as Luther's nephew. Okay. That's right. Yeah, we listen to
1: that how did this get made? Cuz
3: yeah. I I did read something about this being the
2: second time he was cast as a Luther.
3: Yeah. He was in he was but in Superman 4 and I encourage all our listeners to go to How Did This Get Made and listen to their mini episode where they talk to John Crier oh. about being that mo- in that movie and what changed from when he signed on to when he got to England.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, i to that tomorrow. That was
1: a good episode.
3: Because mm. uh, he is very honest about okay. it. Like well, he, might as well at this point. Yeah, Thanks. and he 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 is not afraid of saying it. <laughs> some of the shortcomings. May be a little bit his, and some might be the film's. Yeah.
2: And then, last little bit of uh, some more DCCW news. Uh, Stephen Amell tweeted out an image uh, last week of a, a meeting he was having with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum. Now, for those of you who don't recognize those names, or say, I I don't, "Those names You're ring a bell." Too young to be living, <laughs> reading. It's no, no, we love, we love our, li- our young listeners. Shut up, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> They're the future. Um, no, they were um, the stars of Smallville. The mm-hmm. first, well, not the first, one of the, the longest running DC. It ran 10 years. Series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the young Superman, right? The, the, the long, you know, back when there was no flight, no tights. Yeah. Until the end. But, uh, yeah, so that's made Twitter all of, you know, everybody's wondering, well, does that mean they're going to be showing up as, a, you know, in the Arrowverse as part of, you know, a different... You know, will Smallville be incorporated into the multiverse? If Flash 1990 is... That's... Exa- and all the... You know, there's easy ways of setting it up. Mm-hmm. The same way they, they set up the Flash one, where we got to see... uh The first time the Flash went through a wormhole or portal, mm-hmm. and you saw all these different things. You saw, like, a Legion ring. Yep. Which is now paid dividend on Supergirl. Yep. And we saw... Nineteen, you know the '90s Flash in his costume, and at that point, you know, yes, that actor was uh, on the show. He was playing
4: Flash's Barry's
2: father, but you know, he wasn't a a speedster. He wasn't. He was just his dad. So, uh, and then in this upcoming Elseworlds, he's appearing as Barry Allen in. Flash like in his old uniform from that show so
4: well with the number of actors they have on that show who have done past DC projects, it could be very interesting they could they could do a Lois and Clark riff because both of those actors have been in the CW verse yeah right yeah. they could do um a 1984 Supergirl riff because Helen Slater is
3: around. Do you want me to throw the bucket of water on it? My guess is is Rosenbaum's appearing in Green Arrow. And Welling's directing the episode. Could be. Because Welling, uh, he's been doing a lot of TV direction over the past... Or
4: I years. read something that it could have something to do with the vineyard that... Well, yes.
3: <laughs> well. If you do,
4: like, look at the image like I did, um plastered...
2: You know, they're in a boardroom, yes. That's got a big thing that says Knocking Point Vineyard or Winery and then all these little things and brought to you by... So it's like, yeah, they're probably having some meeting about the winery. That could be it, It could have been that... Some con... Who knows... It could all have just been set up to, you know, promote Twitter, you know, get more tweets and trend and stuff. So mm. who knows? I just think you know it wouldn't hurt if they somehow incorporated Smallville and said, mm. Yep, yeah, it's part of the multiverse. You never have to go to it. Mm. No. You you show a quick flash. You even bring in somebody else from the show, neither one of them, like to just acknowledge the then it's like, like,
4: oh like booster gold or
2: yeah, look, I was going to say, what's her name that played Chloe Sullivan? But oh, she's going to jail.
3: Yes, yes, she is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm done. You're done. I got You've got some news. A though, little you? bit of news.
4: It's a little old at this point, but there was a D23 event at Walt Disney World a couple of weekends ago. Okay. Um, so on years when they don't have a big D23 convention, uh, so those are even numbered years, they have what they call Destination D events at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mini convention where they mostly focus on what's going on around the resort, mm-hmm. and uh, if you were online that weekend, you would have seen the videos Their preview videos of the two Star Wars attractions and a video. Of uh, Mr. John Williams Scoring the land He yeah. of, of my new home I plan on yeah. moving there yes. And never leaving
1: <laughs> So the big Funny be- you
3: should mention That we watched a video On how much it would cost you To live in Disney World
1: You can't afford it,
2: Ryan Oh no, I plan I don't I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal food
3: Oh, I'm gonna they're h- not
2: gonna know They won't there. know I'm-, I'm still there I'm just gonna hide <laughs> so, In the rides Like hide in the walls like Ryan will
3: disappear yeah. one day And Kevin will be down there For his annual visit And then like a bearded Ryan will come out of the floor, like the, woods out of the bushes and like grab a burger and like Ryan, is that you? <laughs> <laughs>
4: and
3: it's, it's, it's you never saw me. So uh,
4: the two Star Wars attractions have official names now. Uh, one is called old Star, old, the Star Hulk Wars Hulk in the Hills Millennium <laughs> Falcon <laughs> Smuggler's Run. Yep, uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. That's the
3: Millennium Falcon Run. run that is right? the
4: Millennium Falcon ride where you get to actually pilot the. Um, Pilot the Falcon. Now they've bi-
2: built like a full size Millennium Falcon to go into. Yeah, those, and I'm right?
4: sure it will have many rooms in it That so that. See, there'll be bunks there's where I can sleep. And um, so that.
2: Uh, <gasps> I can lift the floor up and hide in the cargo hold. That's but, the one where I here- think
3: that's the first design change they made to that. <laughs> that it can't actually be opened. Because they know some nerd like you is going to attempt it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: So that's the attraction where you're given your mission by Hondo. Yep. To go off and do this smuggling run and. Um, uh, they'll track your your success, apparently. Uh, the other ride, uh, which we know less about, is called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, and it will feature a battle between the First Order and the Resistance with a face-off with Kylo Ren by the end. Hmm. There are rumors that at some point during the attraction, the vehicle you're in stops, and you're forced to get out and run down Yeah, the I remember you
3: talking about it earlier. We're not
4: quite sure about yeah. that yet. So, But there are some preview videos of it, on the Disney Parks YouTube channel. Um, the land is going to be fully interactive. They Did you see their um, patent for an actual lightsaber? Yeah, yes. It's up on our yeah. page. If, so, you're,
3: if you're curious, go to our Facebook page. So and that's pretty it's in cool. It's somewhere.
4: Uh, they also, um, some characters that you'll be able to do photo op meet and greets with, um, characters that are already there, including our two um BB-8, Chewbacca, some new ones including Hondo. Hondo will be a meet and greet character.
3: Oh, <laughs> there you go, real life job, my destiny. <laughs> to be, I will work at Disney World as Hondo. And be Hondo. <laughs> um,
4: so they also uh, so, Ryan, showed. You're going to have a buddy living yeah. in the bushes with you. <laughs> Sorry. Ken. They also showed some, uh, gave a few more details for the Star Wars Resort, which is. Uh, sort of attached to the backside of the park, sort of across the street. The biggest question was, how do you get from the hotel to the park? Uh, and the answer is launch pod. Uh, it's a very themed, probably bus, but you, you <laughs> or lo- a catapult. Yeah, Whee! use the force, um, so, launch that yeah. pod.
1: <laughs> the force um, of gravity,
4: <laughs> still a force. So the resort will include features expected of a first class hotel, but it will also be authentic to the Star Wars universe. So. It's uh, it should be a very interesting and fully. I hope there's a giant hotel. Jawa. Uh, Jabba the hut, Sorry, not Jaw, giant Jawa, giant Jawa Just
2: kind of Have we ever seen
4: a hotel in the Star Wars universe? We've
2: mm-hmm. seen a casino. Yeah, yeah so I guess that's Morocco. as
3: close as we get uh, that oh, we've space gotten. Monaco.
2: Yeah. I always get those
4: two. So anyway, yeah. uh, that will be fun. Um, I'm expecting it to be very, very expensive, uh, mm. but. Um, yeah. Other things that got announced at uh, Destination D included the names of the new fireworks shows at Epcot. They're putting an interim show. So there's a big new full show that's going to involve drones and projections uh, that's going to be <sighs> – They're going to shoot down the drones how the with the music fireworks. of Disney inspires people around the world. That's going to be the time. But that's not going to be ready – Right away. So there's an interim show that's going to start next year. That's the music of Epcot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of want to get down there to see that before it goes. Um, they announced new um, a new projection show for Hollywood Studios. They uh, oh and they announced a new hotel um, near the campground that's going to be nature themed. It's called Reflections. And. Uh, and just a lot of, like, de- more details about when things will open, like, new hotels and new yeah. shows and rides and things. So, yeah, cool. so Disney announced a ton of stuff, and now I'm waiting for Universal to drop their next uh, next shoe and uh, and see when um, when we get details about what's going on over at their new park.
3: Cool. So from the good news, we go to the bad comics. <laughs> Um, listeners might recall two episodes ago, uh, we dipped back into the, uh, the long box of Doom. This time the comics were provided by a listener Rex, who is uh, a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, who at the height of Ninja Turtle Mania... Bought what looks to be every... Not Ninja Turtle. And 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 inspired by comic book out there. Inspired now, by in big air quotes. Now, uh, we did have to... Jen and I did have to change up the books. Jen could not read the 3D version of uh, Radioactive Hamster and Black Belt Hamsters. Um, I tried and I got a headache. The art was really cool, but the text just... It, it's... Dart blurring and mm. giving me a headache. So um I switched to Boris the Bear and Jen did uh preteen
1: dirty gene kung fu kangaroos.
3: Yeah that the one the only
1: thing that's in that title that's in the book is kangaroos. <laughs>
3: well let's start with you, Jen. And
1: I assume preteen, but they don't actually say how old they are.
3: Go ahead, Jen. What's your review on this <laughs> i
1: I d I don't When did you read it, Jen? I, I read it about <laughs> Let's see, we started recording today at like 8 o'clock, I read it at about 6.40. Um,
2: So it's fresh in your mind. Oh my
1: god, this comic. Well, it's paper. I can say that about it.
4: Who's the publisher?
1: I don't know, where does it say the publisher? Oh, Blackthorn Publishing? Never heard of them. (laughs) So... god i don't even know where to start so they say at the beginning it's issue it's issue number one that's where you start And when i started reading it i'm like i must be missing an issue (laughs) i don't understand okay i'm gonna start with the world that this comic is supposed to take place in okay so there's people but there's also a lot of i guess giant mutant animals
4: is that a two-headed kangaroo on the cover
1: no, no, it's, it's two, two of them. different kangaroos. Oh, two it
4: is. Ones. <laughs> okay,
2: one smaller and so car- when I being read carried. this,
1: I thought, oh, they're like the Ninja Turtles. They're kangaroos that got mutated into preteen dirty jean kung fu kangaroos. And the mutant part would be dirty jeans. As okay. far as I can tell, they were always those oh. kangaroos in the world. Well, the Ninja of, Turtles
2: were always turtles. Yeah,
1: no, but they were always the the humanoid kangaroos in a world where there are, I think four or five human people and I don't know why and the rest of them are all weird ass animals mm. and for some reason and I don't know why these are kung fu kangaroos because <laughs> no they couldn't
2: reason. be ninja kangaroos
1: and they're in school
2: and they're then they got
1: kicked out of school or they escaped from school and they are trying to find something but two of the mm. kangaroos keep flirting with each other and then, like, every other word in the dialogue box is some weird made-up uh, business or product or something. And then there's this weird, I think that's a dog, but it looks like her head is, like, a uterus. Are you sure
2: it's just not another kangaroo?
1: No. Well, okay. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and then something happens, and I'm not sure what. And then there's mutant... <laughs> things and i have no idea what happened in this so, so overall
3: your experience with this comic was confusion. negative what, what was the one thing you learned from you learned reading this comic
1: i learned what sound a boomerang makes in comics and what oh, sound yeah. would that be so if if you make fun of a culture is that racism because this is very racist if that's the case it's against what? If it's
3: your own culture or not
1: i don't think so
3: against which culture australians,
2: australians. oh <laughs> it's kangaroos. Even I assumed it was against Australians. Is it set
1: in Australia? No, because they're exchange students. Oh, okay. oh that, makes that
2: sense. explains it all.
1: To America? I don't know what America. they're studying. I don't know what school they're in. Okay, so the sound that a boomerang makes—I'm trying to find it.
2: I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: Oh. No, it's worse than that. It's like boom-diddy, boom-diddy,
2: boom-diddy, boom-diddy.
4: I hope it is. I hope it is. I swear that's what it is. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, there it is. Boomity, 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 boomity. Boomity, 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 boom. It's a boomity, boomity,
4: boomerang.
2: That makes it's sense. Not, it's not a that's why it's called a boomerang. And then it's one boomity, boomity, one of
1: the, the descriptions of the kangaroos. This is so weird. Like... It makes slightly more sense than that other awful comic I read, but not by much. So there's Meep, who is the leader uh-huh. of I don't know what. He's the, the one with the boomerang. Meep. Meep. He's wearing a shirt that says Men at Work. There's, uh, they come would... from a
3: land down under. Yeah.
1: They do. <laughs> um, there's Ko, who I didn't know was a girl or not, until later on where she starts talking makeup.
2: Okay. As girls do. Oh.
1: There's a martial artist named Matsu Mike. There's one named Mr. K. His description is he big. And then there's Snurfette, who has everything in her pouch.
4: Everything?
1: It's like a pouch of holding. Yeah.
3: So would you read issue number two? Oh, good God,
1: no. (laughs) I didn't even want to read issue number one. (laughs)
3: Is it
4: set in the present day?
1: I don't know. Uh, okay, <laughs> there's computers, so maybe okay. I think but it's I think it's probably set in the eighties because there's a lot of really bad eighties words too.
3: How many vegemite sandwiches get eaten?
1: Oh, they do ve- <laughs> mention Vegemite <laughs> here somewhere. I was wondering. Like, the computer is this it's the thing that bugged me the most is that like they kept throwing out weird. Names of companies and oh yeah, and, and Donatello makes a guest appearance.
4: Oh, there's an actual Ninja Turtle. Yeah, it? it
1: says on here plus an extraordinary short but critical appearance of the Teenage Mutant ninja Turtles by Peter Laird. He gives one of the weird kangaroo people directions.
2: He says, he "Goes that way." Oh God!
1: Ugh. I say, mites. Did you see a redhead in a powder blue turbo floater go by here? turbo flower That was my uh, Australian accent. Yeah, see those are the weird ass words they keep throwing in for no reason after they throw pull a skateboard out of her pouch. Oh my Alrighty. god. That's so weird.
3: So who's going next then? So <laughs> I guess Kevin of is off
4: reading Post-Atomic Cyborg Gerbils as long as possible. See, that's what I did, too. Which meant I just read it. (laughs) As we Um, went to air. It's published by Trigon Comics, and because it says it costs 70p on the cover, I'm going to assume it's British. It does have an air of British cartooning about it, Mm. a la the Beano and other sort of kids' comics of that era. It's not a kids' comic, but it's got (laughs) that sort of... A uh, cartoony feel to it. okay. Um, basically, it is set in the post-atomic world of twenty one fifty four, which is controlled by a madman called Mandamus. Um, the gerbils are the pet of a si- uh, the, of the daughter of a scientist uh, the pets of the daughter of a scientist, and um, he's been experimenting on them. Um, so now they uh, are evolving and have cyborg implants. Um, they get sent back in time to the present day of 1984 because it turns out that Mandamus is this darkness that can take over the world, but it's really a kid who was born in the 80s who had autism, and to escape his autistic nature, he retreated into his own darkness, which ended up oozing out of him and taking over the world. I'm jealous your comic had a plot. Well, I'm just sort of that but it's not it's not good it's not good um i did learn most of that from an article i just read on the internet oh, <laughs> <laughs> for research you did after reading yeah. yeah uh there is a cat called vocal who was one of does um, he talk does he vocal 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 um and <laughs> he was one of the early experiments of it's the like go, pika 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 um yeah, one of the gerbils cannot close his eyes, so he sees everything he Oh my does. god, his poor little eyeballs must be all dried out. Well, they're cyborg eyeballs, so, no.
2: so, so he's okay. So that's not an
4: issue then. Uh, Yeah, I, I think they have names, but oh, Lester, one of them's called Lester. Very British names. Um, you killed my soul? Uh, son, yeah, this was the... I don't the, see the end, yeah. there's no end. Well, Oops, sorry. The, that's because the gerbils take him out first. Uh, Because the sun is the darkness, and uh, I don't even know how they time-traveled back to 1986. And apparently, they... Oh, we must find and kill Mandamus before he is allowed to take another innocent human and turn him into a genius. So uh, I like the fat mouse. Yeah, there's one that's fat. They all look the same. One's got a claw for a hand. One is fat. One only has one ear. And that's the only way you can tell them apart. Uh, but it's obviously British, and it's obviously terrible.
0: Hmm. <laughs> uh,
4: and it ran for a grand total of two issues, so I have read exactly half of the run oh. of Post Atomic Cyber Journals.
1: Where did, does it say somewhere uh, on here? I get, oh, look that,
4: that up. That was information
1: I okay, gleaned from Okay, now I got to Google internet. this while Ryan's going through his.
3: Ryan, oh my next. Okay, your next. I so I so I read. my review is going to be pretty short and to the point. Okay,
1: so I got the.
2: I had the pleasure pleasure yeah we'll say that uh of reading
4: issue number four of samurai penguin <laughs> which now now to be fair just from that title i get a usagi Ojimbo vibe and that is a an animal samurai book that's been running forever that's really good
3: yeah and had nothing to do with Ninja Turtles. It was just no. kind of came out around the same time, yep. just coincidence. And it has been
4: running
2: since he showed
3: up on Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But that's Well, they they were buddies. So yeah. they,
2: and you would think, okay, Samurai Penguin. Awesome. It's gonna be a book with a samurai penguin in it.
3: Yeah, that's what I would think. Well,
2: it's a book with three short stories.
3: Uh huh. How many of them have a samurai penguin?
2: <laughs> Very minimal samurai penguin. He looks cool on the cover. He does look cool now. He's like an emperor penguin. In this story, that is the first story of Samurai Penguin. There's this hunter, this this bad man who hunt. He's a hunter, and he likes to to kill the cuddlier the the, the better. That's what he likes to kill: his cuddly animals. He's got like a Smokey the Bear or bear rug on his floor, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a bunch of other cutesy animal heads on his on, on the wall. And then we go into this little cartoon story of the about penguins and their everyday lives. Which you know what? I would like March of the Penguin style cartoon story or but exaggerated and cartoony. Like okay. it talks about how the you know, the penguin the penguin parents go off to work and has got one with a little hat and his little briefcase. And yeah. He jumps off the you know, he's like you know, jumping into the ocean to go to work. That's and- a really cute panel. And then there's a whole bunch of panels with like all the little baby penguins get left behind and they stay together in this little group for heat, and then it's like the a couple panels of these paint little, you know, making plans and deciding, okay, you know, what are we gonna do today or who's here, you know, da, da, da who, you know, what are we having for lunch today and I would if it, if the rest of the book was just continuing in this style, I would really have kind of enjoyed it because it's like they caught me off guard. Kind of, oh, this is kind of fun. I wonder where this is going. Um, we get to see a whole uh, a mating dance between some penguins, um, and then they start doing the whole breaking the the, the fourth wall um, when it's time for the penguins to mate. And they're like, uh, "Can we have some privacy here?" And they like pull down like
3: a, a shade. And but the guy still continues to talk over so you're them. You're saying Samurai Penguins did this sort of thing before Deadpool?
1: Yes. Then you have what Penguin sex noises? <laughs> well, you start to but then <clears throat> well no it's a no, A <laughs> And then
2: so the guy you know says something and then you know they, they end up that the female penguin's not in the mood anymore so she leaves. So then the other guy gets mad at the at the, uh, at, the at the narrator for ruining his, <laughs> you know, his night. And it goes on and on, and then it's like, so you have this, and you know, there's like a baby penguin that gets hatched, and it's like, then it jumps to the future. It's like, later in the offices, and it's like all of a sudden, it's like penguins that are like Hollywood executives, and the samurai <laughs> penguin shows up at their office to tell them not to make a movie about somebody or something, and they are totally. Was like what what happened to my cutesy penguin story? <laughs> and then we get this guy who shows up and starts trying to shoot at penguins. Um, so samurai penguin goes to stop him and gets shot. And that's, that's it fun. for samurai penguin? And that's and that's yeah, well, and that's it for the, the Well, look here, this story ends with Samurai Penguin lying in the snow with a bullet wound to his chest. Okay.
1: Yeah, but that is number four. So, you know, you missed three episodes, three issues of yeah. what happened before. Oh,
2: yeah. Um, so then, then we go on to other small stories where there's this one with this bear that uh, I think we'll find out is, uh, it is neither a parody Sam- of the one Brent read. This is neither where the Samurai pe- nor Penguin. Well, the, well Samurai, no oh, there he is. See, oh. brief appearance of Samurai Penguin. In a panel, and he tells him that, you know, yep, yeah, you you were a great idea while well, you lasted. Oh, there he is again. And he convinces this bear to stick his finger in an outlet and kill himself. And then. Good
1: lesson for the kids.
2: You have another panel where he's in, like, I guess, obscure character heaven or hell. And you see, you saw Yojimbo, and there's a ninja okay, turtle. Okay, so I can
3: add on to that. Well, four when ninja we get to turtles. My book, so. Yeah. I didn't realize this was in your book. Oh, no, that's... This is a direct response to my comic.
2: Yeah. And then there's another one with a... uh, An outer space with a frog and an alien. And he's a a newscaster. And he's supposed to go do a news story about this planet that's been given some peace award. And he finds out when he gets there that they've never... They don't know what alcohol is because he's looking for his fix. So he makes alcohol and gives alcohol to this planet that has never had alcohol and they'll become a bunch of drunks and you know all kinds of debauchery and stuff and so they get their award taken away and that becomes the big news story so he pretty much made his own news so you know it's fake news
1: relevant
2: thank you <laughs> and um, yeah so that that was the three stories in my one comic um, yeah it's a comic <laughs> I like the cute penguins. Other than that, I have no idea what I read. It was pretty much I read this. I, was like, I had a notepad. I was like, I'm going to make
3: notes. And that and came like, out of Slave, slave Labor gra- Graphics, yes. which is – They're still around, right? Um, I'm, I think they've been kind of amalgamated in some way. I'd have to look it up. But Slave Labor was known for, like, like indie books that, like
1: – Maybe. maybe Can I can – I,
3: I don't want to sound bad, but, like, indie books with class – yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: maybe you need to ask Rex for numbers one through three so, so I can catch understand.
3: up. Yeah, I don't know. I so think, well, I think first want to ask Rex for my money back, yeah. but they didn't pay <laughs> anything for these.
2: It cost me gas to go to his house to get these. Um, uh, so on the on the cover though, there is a nice little warning in the bottom corner. that says, "Attention readers, uh, this issue contains graphic scenes of hatching."
1: Yeah, it also contains, you know, lessons about sticking your finger oh, in
4: soccer. Slave Labor Graphics first major success was Samurai Penguin number one. It sold fifty eight thousand copies in the summer of nineteen eighty six. I think
3: it's slave labor. I am thinking of it. What's their major? Uh, the major thing? Milk they, and cheese. Uh, okay. Yeah.
4: Uh, Johnny the homicidal maniac.
3: Okay. No, oh, I think maybe I was thinking kitchen sink. But the
4: they also books. did. Oh, they did that cool haunted mansion comic in the early 2000s. Oh, that's right. They had they Disney did, licenses they had, for they a while. Had haunted Mansion, Wonderland, Tron, Tron and Hargles, gargoyles. And, yeah.
3: So, I got, uh, due to reading difficulties and such, Boris the Bear Slaughters the Teenage Radioactive Black Belt Mutant Ninja Critters, number one. Oh. Now, unlike everybody else, mine was published by a company that we, we recognize right off the bat, Dark Horse Comics. Mm-hmm. Ah, hey, I know them. Yeah, the, although this is a very early Dark Horse comic. Um, to sum things up, uh, Boris the Bear is some sort of bear character that lives in some guy's tree fort. Hey, so did Borax the, the bear. bear. And for some reason, he gets it in his head that all the mutant animal characters must die. So he gets an Uzi, and he goes out and murders... Um, I would, th- I would say parody, but not really. So he murders... A uh, stand-in for Yusagi Ojimbo. He also murders Cerebus the Aardvark, who doesn't really fall into the mutant animal category at all. But okay. The Ninja Turtles, Hamster Vice, Black Belt Radioactive uh, Rodents or whatever they're they're called. They were hamsters. hamsters. Um, He murders the kangaroos. But they're all called... I don't
1: think the kangaroos are mutants.
3: See, they're all called something different. Yeah, everybody in... And that, everybody in the panel uh, the of is So Blorax. Usagi's yet not mentioned by uh, name. No, the I turtles are called, like, the harsh-shelled heroes. heroes. Um, Cerebus is called Slobberus. But they're drawn extremely close to, like, lawsuit-level close. Yeah. Because is one of those fine lines. Yep. And, um, yeah, that's what happened in this book. And apparently him dying, well, Borax the Bear dying in your book is a direct retaliation to that. Um, the only things that I noted was, um, was just more comic book curiosity than anything else. So, as I said, this is an early Dark Horse comic, and looking at the credits... It's uh, the story is by Mike Richardson, who is the president of Dark Horse Comics. He's mm-hmm. like been their publisher forever, and the script was by Randy Stradley and James Dean Smith. Now, James Dean Smith, Smith is a name I don't recognize, but apparently, I guess he's the creator of Boris the Bear, and he's also the artist. But Randy Stradley was one of those other uh, early Dark Horse guys. Like, if you look at the the big books that put. Dark Horse on the map, like all the aliens and aliens versus predator books, he had a big hand in all those. So it's just kind of interesting to see those names pop up in what must have been one of their first publishing efforts. I'd have to look it up to be sure, but um, yeah, um, the art was okay. The story was meh because I it's one like there wasn't anything really solid in the the parodying of the characters. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, cheap laugh jokes and stuff like that. Like, it, it seems to me, like, this is a story that probably could have been much better if it had been much more thought out. But, eh. Right. It so, is what it is. Yeah, that's Forrest the Bear. Put that on the pile. And uh, thank you, Rex. I think... Maybe Thank you
4: Rex for
3: providing these as a as a consolation prize. I'm going to bag and board these with proper bags and boards, because dude, come on.
1: <laughs> Why do we want to preserve them for some reason?
3: No, he's getting them back. These are on loan. These no, are but, these weren't oh, given to us. Yeah, when they were given to us, they weren't no,
1: proper bags. Rex bag- wants to preserve them. Oh yeah, oh, yeah.
3: And he loves these books. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know if "loves" the right okay. word, but they're part of his collection of Ninja Turtle. Rex,
1: can you explain to me what the plot of this kangaroo one is? Because I don't get it. I don't
3: think he's probably read it in like 15, 20 years. Probably the last time he moved. (laughs) So with that, we come to the final part of this episode. Our review on Ralph Breaks the Internet. And in case you missed it earlier, there will be probably spoilers in this review. If you don't want to know what happens in the movie... Uh, pause now, go see the movie, come back, and then listen to the rest of the episode.
1: You have uh, been warned.
3: Uh, let's start with Jen, because Jen, out of all of us, I think, was the most looking forward to this film. Yep. Uh, what did you you think at the by the time the, the credits rolled?
1: Oh, by the time the movie. We... Well, okay, by the time the movie. <laughs> by the time we left
2: and complained that we ate too much popcorn.
1: Oh, God, yeah, I ate too much popcorn.
2: You always eat too much popcorn.
1: I know, you'd think I'd learn after <laughs> 20 years. years. She'll
2: never learn. No.
1: Um, I really liked it. Um, I was kind of expecting it to be a little funnier. Uh, Not to say it didn't have its moments, but I was I think expecting, based on the trailers, it to have a little bit more comedy. But I really, really enjoyed it. I thought that it was... um, I'm so barely awake right now. I'm trying to remember watching it. Uh, (laughs) I thought that it was... um, Yeah. Good. You guys it tell, was good. You guys tell me stuff. It was, I was good with you. It's a
4: good movie. Oh,
3: I, it's like I was very my, tired when I saw it. going to
1: be my bedtime in about ten minutes. <laughs> I was
3: very tired. I was going to say because you did like an escape room and then went and saw it. I
1: did. It was a very easy
4: escape room. We escaped very easily.
1: It was That's
3: a, why you went and saw a movie.
4: Yeah. Uh... We were the very last team to go through. It was at the Aurelia Public Library. This is just very quickly. It was an 80s themed escape room event that they had at the Aurelia Public Library. And we were the very last team to go through. We did it the fastest, and we were the only team not to ask for any hints. So, and you could do it with six people, and we only had four.
3: (laughs) Did you get anything for your efforts?
4: Uh, some 80s themed buttons that said, like, totally tubular, <laughs> gag me with a spoon, and as you where's wish. the beef,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: so, so, yeah, so we did that, and then I went, uh, to see Wreck It Ralph, too. So I did keep dozing off. I didn't think it was as action packed or as wack- wacky, funny as I expected it yeah, to see, be. Yeah, see,
1: that was the same thing, I expected it to be a little bit more wacky. Um,
4: for me the best parts were the Disney princesses I thought they were yeah. very funny I thought they were true to the characters of
3: the princesses And they brought back as many Of the voice actors as possible yeah. I think.
4: And the ones, so the only ones that Weren't the originals were Snow White, Cinderella And Sleeping Beauty because, because they are No longer among the living They're old ladies now, if, they're, if they are and, But um, Jennifer Hale Did the voice of Cinderella and she's been the Voice of Cinderella in,
3: in anything oh, Okay, since so the they 90s. went with the, the yeah. People that they've been using, yeah. maybe just not the original
4: yeah so um but that was my favorite bit i liked i liked how how they used those characters i, I don't know i just didn't find it it was fine it was i'm glad i used scene points it didn't pay cash for it it was just fine it it, it wasn't special like the last couple of Disney movies I've seen or Pixar movies. Like it was no Incredibles two or Coco. It wasn't even a Zootopia level film I liked for me. Better
1: than Incredibles two. Uh,
4: I don't know. I, I I find Vanellope really annoying.
1: Yeah, that's part of her charm, though. She's supposed to be annoying. I did like Gal Gadot's character. See, and I found her really kind of one-dimensional and... Well, she's a
4: video game character. Yeah,
1: I know. Well, they all are, but at least, you know, she was... Yeah, I didn't find her that great.
4: Yeah, uh, what was the game? Slaughter Slaughter Race. Slaughter Race. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Um... I did like the way they depicted pop-up ads and yeah. all the annoyances of the yeah. internet. And
1: I liked when, when he went all the way down to like the internet that no longer is there and there was like said public chat rooms. He lifted up a, a girder that said GeoCities on it. <laughs> and in the back there was a big steering wheel. It was like, it was like, like, like from, the
2: dial-up cafe. Yeah. And
1: so I liked that. I, I liked a lot of the background stuff, but... And I liked a lot of the the, like social commentary, like when he's reading the comments and getting sad and upset and, you know, it's like a nice, see, you know, people read these and it affects them type Mm. of a comment to people who hopefully... Would put two and two together and realize that, not leave bad comments. But but that's why they do it. They're trolls.
4: You know what I don't like is this trend that Disney has had for their last few animated films of having the director and the producer introduce the movie at the beginning. Yeah, that was weird. I I, I
3: don't... Yeah, but that's not the... What else did we... We saw Overlord has that too. Because I commented that Ryan is there seems to be another push on for... Thanking people for going to the movies instead of downloading them, mm. and that when we saw Overlord, there was another one of those with the cast. It and crew is
4: nicer than scolding people
3: for stealing. For
2: you wouldn't yeah.
4: steal a car, would you? Yeah. Like, well, thank you for buying a ticket. Is nicer than don't steal our movie. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's just the, honestly the best part of the, of the movie. I think were the two end credit scenes. <laughs> <laughs> those were pretty funny.
4: Those were pretty funny. Um, yeah. What did you think,
2: Ryan? Uh, so my first impression when like, after seeing the movie, I enjoyed the movie. Um, trying to think back to Wreck It Ralph and how like you know, I never saw Wreck It Ralph in theaters. I oh, okay. it was one of those ones I saw it on home release afterwards.
1: I can't remember, if I saw it in theaters? Yes, um, I assume we did. Yep.
2: And it's one of those, uh, it's also the movies, you know, I remember it and I remember enjoying it. Like, you know, it's not one of these things where, you know, oh, I had, you know, it was, it was the greatest movie ever. It was my favorite cartoon okay, ever. I, love the I, I really now. enjoyed it, but, you know, you know, I'm more excited right now. See, my cartoon-wise, I'm more excited to see Into the Spider-Verse.
4: Yeah, that looks like it's going to be good. Mm-hmm.
2: But, uh, no, I enjoyed it. Uh, it had some some slow moments where the, the, the I found with the story just kind of was like, okay, we're, mm. we're, we're going over the same thing over again. Got a little
1: bit too preachy at times. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting it to be more wacky. The first one was a lot more wacky.
2: Yeah. But uh, no, like I like said, I think my favorite moments were the interactions in the Disney site. Um, even just the showing them like, like the pop-up windows and they say, Hey, come see, come, you know, go look at my, this video and they click it and they go send, you know, and you end up in these internet tangents, right? Where you're looking at one thing then you direct it somewhere else. And yeah. You, you know, I found that was kind of uh, a neat way of showing that. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, you know, the dark web, that was kind of cool.
1: I, I also kind of like that the, the, the pop-up ad guy that spam, spam a lot, spamly, whatever Spamily, yeah. spamly Yeah. Family. I like that they made him a good guy. Yeah, it's like he's, he's just, just some his poor job. schmuck trying to do his job. He's not out there to to hurt you or anything like that. It's like this is his job. He gets people to click this. So I like that they didn't make him a bad guy.
2: Yeah, I liked the uh, the human like when they show whenever anytime they would show humans interacting with the internet and like how things that they were doing had like you know affected them. Where it's like. um, like the people playing Slaughter Slaughter Race yeah. when they were trying to get to the car and got you know you see the you know, the kid yelling at his mom and the other girl like laughing at him because his mom's yelling at him not to play video games or later on when you know when the internet is blowing up and everybody's you know trying to buy things and their windows are crashing because yeah. of the virus and all I I, I thought that was kind of cool I liked that but yeah like, I just the whole. I guess in general, the way they depicted the internet, Mm. yeah, was was cool.
1: But yeah, I kind of felt like they spent too much time focusing on how we're going to anthropomorphize the internet and less time on, you know, plot. Yeah,
3: I was going to say that. Like the things that, for me, the movie did really well was the the commentary on the internet and Mm -hmm. just social commentary in general. Like the the whole bit with the princesses, where they're like, <laughs> does everybody think your problems got solved by a big strong man? Like <laughs> she
1: is a princess,
3: so, and like just the and like them getting comfy clothes and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. I can, thought that stuff in the movie was incredibly well done. Like yeah. the, the you can the buy that book. comfy clothes
1: from the Disney store. of course, course you, you can. can. I want it. For
4: I loved when Merida had her big long speech and nobody could understand her. Yeah, this is what <laughs> the other her studio, went, yeah. yeah we don't we don't get that either. Here. Yeah,
1: just from the, just other, from the other studio. studio. But I,
2: I I did like how simple
3: Ariel was too.
1: Yeah, oh <laughs> poor Ariel.
3: But at the same time. I, it really felt like the story was as Jen said the story was the back burner is like they had these two or three really big ideas yeah, like, we and gotta hit wrote, this we
2: gotta hit this
3: we gotta hit this yeah and then wrote the story in order to fit those yeah. ideas in like, and it just was kind of half baked like it was it needed another ten minutes in the oven kind of thing
1: like the big climax of the the wreck ralph virus turning into a big King Kong Ralph yeah I was like okay we get it. You're hitting this ha- this nail with the hammer too many times. Yeah, we get it. He's insecure. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, we don't need a gigantic Ralph to to do this. I, I thought they could have probably come up with a better way to. I don't know the way they built have,
2: that with all the little Ralphs. Make it, cool. it. It looks cool. It looks cool and gross all at the same time. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. but I, I thought that they could have had a more. I, I don't know what, but they probably could have had a more efficient. Like climax to that movie as opposed to that being the climax in, in yeah.
3: some ways it felt like they only they had like a couple story beats too many in in it and I don't know what you would take out.
4: Mm. It was a long movie for an animated film it was an hour fifty four.
1: I see I didn't feel very long to me. Maybe no. I was just enjoying it so much. Mm.
3: Um, now I did have three parts that I really love that nobody else is going to do like. Oh yeah,
0: here we go
3: okay oh, so one. When they're trying to find homes for the all the racer kids, yeah, <laughs> and Chung Lee oh, looks at her watch, but she's not wearing a watch it's her spiked bracelet, <laughs> and she's pretending that it's a watch. <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I just thought that was
3: amazing.
1: I like the part where they were like, oh, we figured out the secret to parenting. It's vroom, 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 vroom. Yeah. Every parent should know that. <laughs> it was
3: awesome. I, I also, like, and this is just a personal thing that broke me in the theater. Oh, yeah, yeah it did. To like, the point so where I
1: couldn't even hear the movie anymore. To before. the point <laughs> where I was like, uh,
3: Brent. Like, shut up, Brent. The, it's not that the, funny. Uh, <laughs> the, the baby group chat room. Mm-hmm. The guy who goes up is Jason Manzukis from How Did This yes. Get Made. And they designed him like it. And yeah. I'm like, that kind of looks like... And the minute he opened his mouth, I'm like, that's fucking
1: amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I couldn't hear what he said because Brent was laughing. Because I was
3: here Brent on here.
1: Ah! <laughs> Which
3: marked his, like, his second cameo in a pop culture thing that week. Because he's also in the latest issue of Mr. Miracle. Manzukis, Yeah, him the whole... I guess the artist must listen to a lot of podcasts because it's in like the first or second oh. page. Tim June and um, I love him on the Good Place. And it yeah, he's yes. really good on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm Paul, Derek. <laughs> well, I, love I haven't, I haven't in seen it. him Oh my yet. god, I
1: forgot about that. That um, was great.
3: And. The now this will go into spoiler territory a little bit the the end end scene uh-huh. Uh-huh. with the okay so what maybe awesome the
2: Frozen two yeah the Frozen, the Frozen two, two, two preview,
3: preview, yeah. preview <laughs> is when that part came up a woman behind us legitimately fell for it say like, oh like went, Frozen two really and <laughs> it clicked on it and it was a Rick roll and it was no, amazing it was a Ralph the roll. roll <laughs> I was just. I was the only one. Ryan and Jen both caught it in the credits, though, because oh, in the song yeah. credits. I wasn't as well. paying attention. Oh, that, Vanellope's song was really good. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. the oh. Slaughter Race song because it was, was an I Alan was, Menken song. <laughs> I was and,
1: like, oh, finally, there's a Disney princess song that Brent's gonna love <laughs> about how you can murder people in a race. But it
3: was it was funny, but it was because Alan Menken did it. It it had that classical oh, yeah. Disney, Disney style it Disney to song. it. Yeah,
1: it was good. Uh, which
3: really, really worked. Did he do the the um, the Captain America song too? Yes, he did. And, okay, I thought so. And he he's responsible for like a lot of the classic, well, our classic Disney. Era. Little Mermaid,
4: yeah. Beauty, and Beast, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, the Aladdin, Aladdin yeah. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh
1: God, I love all those Enchanted. Music. Not a big fan of Enchanted. Oh, oh, the Happy Working song is very funny. It,
4: Enchanted. It's cute,
1: yeah.
3: Which one's enchanted?
4: The, the one that's
1: one live the, action. Yeah,
4: the, the cartoon princess comes to oh, yeah, the real yeah, yeah, world yeah, yeah, yeah. with um, um with Lois Lane and um, um Cyclops. And, <laughs> oh and Cyclops and uh oh the the Dreamy. Dr. Hard Dr. Dr. McDreamy, Dr. McDreamy. Yeah. yeah. Hard hmm. body McDreamy, whatever.
1: Hard body McDreamy. So overall, um I would go see it again. Like Tracy Serena, if you're listening to this and you want to go see it again, I will. Definitely I should go, go, see, go see it, it again you.
4: because I feel like I slept through
1: the climax. Okay, so it. out of ten, I'd say I'd, S- a solid seven Six and a, and a half. half. See, and I was gonna say like an eight.
3: Uh, I would say around a seven because what it does well, it does incredibly yeah. well. Yeah, and what it doesn't do well is like, it's oh, okay.
1: And the search bar knows more. Yeah.
3: Which was the Alan Tudyk appearance? Alan he I, was so I cute. would never have guessed. Much like uh, the first Wreck It Ralph. Oh, I he was King get, Candy in this. Yeah, the first and one. I yeah. did not guess that at all until I saw his name in the credits. I
1: think maybe the thing that annoys me about this movie th- is that the trailers showed a lot of the really good parts. It showed the the pancakes, the kitty, and the
4: which wasn't the even snow. really in the main part of the no, movie. No,
1: I'm I'm so glad that that made it in. <laughs> And the way that that's they fitted in part. with yeah. the with and the they, mother they asking showed... the
2: little girl, so what would yeah. you think of the movie? And saying so made a. Con- there
1: was parts of the trailer that weren't in the movie. <laughs> Why was... didn't you play your game to take your mind off of it? <laughs> it's a, it's
3: <laughs> weird. This is the first December I remember in a while where there's so much to go see. Yeah, because yeah. usually it's like like Star this, Wars. Well, this weekend. So last weekend, uh, as of this recording, the the weekend before. The weekend that just passed. Uh, <laughs> the, the Fantastic Beast two came out. Yep. Right? has the...
1: anybody seen that yet? No, I, yeah. I want to go see it this weekend.
3: Um, and this weekend was. That Robin Hood movie, which is eh, tanking, is looking to be the biggest bomb bomb of 2018. I could have
1: told you that from the trailer. Um, We're going to have to review it.
3: uh, Creed (laughs) 2 also opened this weekend. Yeah, which we saw. Oh, which we saw. We We saw Creed 2.
1: Oh, right. We saw
3: that. (laughs) We (laughs) We did see that in between recordings. It It was pretty solid. Not as good as the first one, but pretty good.
4: I realized I hadn't seen a movie Or gone to the movies since Incredibles 2
3: And what do we or have Or maybe
4: Ant-Man and the Wasp
3: And Overlord came out in, in like late November And to like just kind of a whisper and Yeah What are, what else is coming out We have Aquaman's coming Once up What's up on a Deadpool uh, Spider- Which that trailer oh. That sold me If the idea beforehand didn't get my money That trailer did it uh,
4: Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yep, that's a definite house uh, to go Mortal see. Mortal Engines. Eh. Mary Poppins returns. This, this, returns. Mortal Engines. Is that actually coming out this month? This, yeah. Uh, Cineplex uh, you know, in December. Friday, December 14th.
2: Yep. I have not, other than the first trailer for that, I haven't seen any promotional material for that
3: at all. Weirdly, I've seen more for the World War One documentary he directed <laughs> as opposed to that. Uh, speaking of which, we're getting two showings of that, apparently. There will oh. be one on December 7th and one on the 27th, I think.
4: Mary Poppins is on the 19th. Yep. Aquaman on the 21st.
3: Something else. Bumblebee's also Bumblebee's on the
4: is 21st. also on the 21st. So is Welcome to Marwin, which is a movie. Oh, that yeah. I like want to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and that takes us up to Christmas. Glass comes out January 18th. That's the Shyamalan movie.
2: Yeah, I rest? don't
4: know. I know it's Lego <sighs>
2: Movie Two February yep. eighth, which I totally forgot for some reason. I thought that had already come and gone, and I missed it until that latest trailer came out, and I was like, "Oh, I guess it actually hasn't been in theaters
4: yet."
3: Yeah. Oh. Looked at and like, what's it? What's the Oscar bait for at, at Christmas this year?
4: Uh, let's see. There's uh, Mary
1: mm-hmm. Queen of Scots.
3: I didn't even know that was oh, coming yeah, out. I want to
1: see that too. Who's in it? Uh, uh Sherry's name I can't pronounce. Shoreese,
4: Shoreese Ronan, Margot Robbie, yeah, Jack, uh, somebody, right. Yeah. Okay. David Tennant, Guy Pierce.
3: Okay, so that's one. There's usually two like Oscar contenders that that or would be Oscar contenders uh, that they put out at ben Christmas. Ben
4: is back. 19 year old Ben Burns unexpectedly returns home to his family's suburban home on Christmas Eve morning. Ben's mother, Holly Julia Roberts, is relieved and welcoming, but wary of her son staying clean. Over a turbulent twenty-four hours, new truths are revealed, and a mother's undying love for her son is tested.
2: Yeah. And she does everything in her power. That looks like some, that sounds like somebody's trying to get an Oscar. Also
4: stars yeah. Courtney B Vance and Catherine Newton.
3: Hmm. So, yeah, because yeah. last year, what was the big one last year? Oh, Silence, wasn't it? The uh, the Scorsese. So the, um, no, it was the thing in the water?
4: Uh, it was just the uh, the uh, the uh, Shape of Water? The Shape of Water. Yeah, that, that was, was the other one.
3: Uh,
4: I don't know what the Oscar bait movies are.
3: It's those. weird because it, like it's kind of good, kind of bad. Because like early winter months used to be the dumping ground. That's where it, like, well, this ain't going to work. We'll just throw it out there, and hopefully somebody will see it, and we'll make some of our money back. Yeah. Like. That especially like that, um, Deadpool, that Deadpool slot that's now become a like, the February slot, yeah. That's now because of Deadpool is that yeah. is like one that they want to put those movies in now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you are probably going to hear some other reviews coming up of of various things. Um, so with the end of this episode, we oh, have oh, oh, Death and Death
4: of Superman and Reign of Superman double feature Sunday, January thirteenth. Tickets are available now.
3: That'll definitely win an Oscar. Here though, uh, doesn't,
4: doesn't yeah. look
2: like because it, as our listeners will remember, I brought this up like a week or two, like an episode or two ago.
4: Did we? I I knew that, but I didn't know if, if you had seen that tickets were available.
2: No. Yeah, I think the tickets were coming out not that long after. Them. But yeah, I don't know if they're if we're going to be getting it. We we'll may get it at the south end Theory. I didn't think
3: we were going to get that uh, that uh, that World War One documentary either, but we are.
0: Nice.
3: Uh, it's got a full trailer now too, and oh the the amount of work that they must have put in because they've they've also added sound effects and stuff like that too. And I'm hopefully going to take uh, my dad to go see it. But. Nice. So at the end of this episode, we come to geek picks.
1: Geek picks.
3: Who geek wants to go picks. first? Who has a geek pick? Jen?
1: I have one. What is it? Uh, it's a... I I'm trying to get it to come up on Chrome, but it keeps being stupid. Um,
3: you always have one.
1: Oh, Brent, you're not supposed to say anything. I wanted to see if she was going to forget. Shut up, I'm sleepy. See? Uh, yes. Yeah, Squirrel Girl, keep still reading it. It is awesome. You should read it too. Uh, I forget what the last one was. Oh yeah, Squirrel Girl died. What? Or did she? Bum, bum,
3: bum. Uh, given that it's solicited for at least five more issues, I don't think. Oh my she god, did. she
2: sneaks into well, her own. It'll be the uh, funeral for a squirrel girl. No,
1: no, no! She sneaks into her own funeral, dressed like uh, Bass Lass, and what would... Bass did, Lass. Yeah, they put a big fish head on her, <laughs> and she's like, "I am a superhero. I also am sad that she is dead. My name is Bass Lass." <laughs>
4: That That's, is funny.
1: Oh my it's God, best, best last. last.
4: Check it out that
2: ass. And
1: Nancy got dressed up like a fish lady too, but I forget what they named her. Um, anyway, so my geek pick is uh, a indie dot yarn company called Dragon Strings. Ooh. I believe that they are local to Barrie area, but I'm not entirely sure because it doesn't say. Um, I've only found them in a few stores around Berry, uh, and they dye yarn. And their colors are absolutely gorgeous. Um, so if you are into knitting, go to dragonstrings.ca. Uh, you can pick your yarn base. You can pick your color. And uh, they do absolutely excellent dyeing jobs. And they have fun names like Dark Crystal. There's a rainbow one called Roy G. Biv. Uh, I think I, I got one called Dirty Hippie. Um, Dragon Egg, Fart Fairy Brain. These are yarn colors? Yeah. Poseidon's nice. Wrath. Oh, uh, Roy's in the Clouds again. This is the other one that I got, and it's just so pretty. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, go to dragonstrings.ca if you are a knitter or a crocheter and look at their pretty, pretty yarn. Next. That's my geek pick.
4: I'm going to pick this app that uh, you are looking at me look, looking at right now. <laughs> it's called TV Time. And if you are like me and watch a lot of different shows and don't know if you are up-to-date on them, this app will help you keep things straight. Uh, basically, you input what shows you're watching. It tells you uh, when it's on. So your main tab is is Watch Next, and it says, okay, the last thing you watched was Doctor Who Season 21, Episode 12, so you should next watch Doctor Who Season 21, Episode 13, Re- Resurrection of the Daleks, Part 3. Um but uh, so it and it tells you what network it came from and what what it's on. And then there's also a tab called upcoming. So if you are up to date on shows, it'll say, okay, the next episode of Black Lightning is on tomorrow. The next episode of Doctor Who is on Sunday. It even goes so far as to say that the next episode of a show that I watch, like Kim's Convenience, is in 43 days. So it keeps track, and it's it's very it's very well populated. Like. Canadian shows are on there American shows are on there British shows are on there French shows are on there like it, it's is really up to date and then it will also do recommendations if you have run out of things to watch it'll say well you've watched all these things try this so um I have really loved playing with it, and uh, it's really helped me keep things in track on track and uh, uh, what I'm watching. So, if, uh, and you can be friends with people and see what they're watching and get it get recommendations from your friends as well. So, uh, TV time is my geek pick for today because it's helped me keep track of television. Ryan, uh,
2: I wasn't sure what my geek pick was going to be but i just binged <laughs> i just binged a tvc se- a new ne- a netflix uh, series on the weekend um, season 3 of the last kingdom which is a netflix bbc se- uh, series mm-hmm. oh. uh, aired on uh, on netflix which, uh, one, which one's the last kingdom that's the one with the danes and it's like the beginning of uh, england oh, okay. there's the couple different kingdoms there's the you know there's the one warrior guy who was like he was um. Uh, no, not a It's not a Dane. But then his family was killed. He was taken in by the Danes and raised with them. And then eventually he left when his adopted father got killed. And then was looking to reclaim his familial lands. And then apparently
3: t- it's based on a series of books. Is it? Yeah. Um. Uh, a guy I know from college uh just commented on like recommended it as well and and mentioned that it's based on a series of books that he reads. Okay. Um but yeah no it's I think it's only
2: the three seasons long. I don't know if they're gonna do a fourth season. So far there's only the three. Uh they could have they could easily the way season three ends, it could easily be you know, and the end. Mm um so only time will tell i don't think it, it's a cheap series to make they look like they put some money because there's some big like, there's some big like game of thrones uh battle scenes like where they you yeah. know like hundreds of soldiers on the ground swinging swords and axes in the mud at each other and um yeah it's it's a, sh- a series i enjoyed You know, like 10 episode seasons because it's british uh but if you haven't watched the show give it a shot on netflix
1: I've been meaning to watch that one. I think it's been on my favorite list for a while, but I just haven't gotten around to it. You should watch it. Yeah.
2: There's lots of stuff I should it watch. He gets the Ryan seal of approval.
3: <laughs> so my geek pick also ties into a mini episode that we have coming up. That's not going to be so mini. <laughs> so my geek pick is the audiobook book of uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Woods's book, uh, Records and Rock Stars. A longtime listeners will possibly remember we were we had uh, ads for the India GoGo campaign to, to raise money to get the book done. It is done in audio form. Um, the, the, the paper paperback or the hardcover version of it is still floating around out there. You can contact Jeff to get it. but the audiobook is a little bit of a different animal because he had access to all the uh, the book has text versions of interviews that he did. The audiobook as has the actual audio from interviews that he did. So you can hear Jeff talking to David Bowie or Jeff Beck or uh, uh, Steely Dan and, and stuff like that. It, it's really good. Um, he is incredibly honest about himself. Uh, more honest than I would ever be in a book, <laughs> I think. And I, I, really, I really enjoyed the textbook version. I'm almost done the audio version. The audio version has been really good. And uh, I got to sit down with him uh, two weeks ago, and we sat and chatted for over an hour, I think. Um, and uh, he talks about the, the, pr- the process of doing an audiobook, which I didn't realize how much goes into that it's a lot more than you might think <laughs> and as well as revisiting something that he had already written and we talk about music and life and all that sort of stuff so um, if you want to check out the audiobook before you hear the interview you can find it on um, on audible it's also available on uh, is it the iTunes store what do they actually call it now because it like it's on iTunes because it, it, for us, it's Apple Podcasts, the, it, but the they do have books and stuff. So you can find it there. Uh, makes a good Christmas gift. Jeff's a good guy, and you will be hearing from him and me in a mini episode that will hopefully be up after this one does or before because it's taking me – I Jeff also provided interview clips for it too, so it's taking me a bit more to edit than a regular mini episode. So no, making
2: Brent work hard,
3: yeah, but it, it'll be worth it, I think. Oh yeah. So with that, we have just one last thing to do. Um, oh, I almost forgot. So Kevin suggested that for our Christmas episode, we do a bit of a secret Santa, and but with the the, the caveat, so I was in a
4: store that sold not high quality merchandise, but it amazed me how much not high quality merchandise has. Uh, the added bonus of having our favorite franchises slapped all over it, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, you know, anything and everything Uh, from, you know, Doctor Who pencil crayons to to My Little Pony chocolate mints. I don't know. But there's all kinds of junk out there. So my suggestion was that we do a secret Santa, a cheap secret Santa where the Gift limit is like ten dollars, and the rules are you've gotta buy something from a franchise that you know your gift giver will like, or your gift receiver will like, and it could be dumb. So a dumb gift from your favorite franchises.
1: That was the what premise. do you mean it could be dumb?
4: Well, you know, it it could be a Death Star pizza cutter.
1: That's not dumb. That's awesome. Okay. That's
4: practical. It's probably also more than ten dollars. Yes. Probably. <laughs> So, you know, scour your local Dollaramas and liquidation worlds and uh, see what you can come up with.
1: Is that where you found the cool stuff? It was
4: at, um, oh, what is that store in the Kozlov Center that sells, like, computer parts and...
1: The uh, pawn shop? No, on the front... Oh, side. um, where we got your iPad.
3: Where you bought your, oh, your Halo uh, gun. Oh, Factory Direct.
4: That's Factory the Factory Direct. That was the store where I found a set of Avengers
3: crayons. <laughs> but you can also find that probably the dollar store and probably. Walmart and Toys R Us. Uh, so, yeah, but
4: that's where the inspiration hit me. Yeah.
3: So let's uh, draw names here. Let's see who we get.
1: I don't know why we're doing this while we're recording. We can or not. We can't read the names,
3: so
2: we can react to the name. I'm good. I'm good.
1: Anybody I'm good. Themselves? Yep. Hey, hey, we got it on the first, first try. try. It's more than one try.
3: Alrighty, so to find out who we picked and what they get, tune in to the next episode of True North. Oh, we doing it for the next episode or for
4: the after Christmas episode.
3: Uh, when are we? Do- I thought we were doing it for this episode. Okay, we'll do episode. it for
4: t- yeah, we'll do it for two weeks. I'm
3: tired. I <laughs> I know, Jen and I both started new jobs. <laughs> Muffin, yeah.
2: <laughs> Muffin, Brent finally has to get up in the morning.
4: Oh, and, and and come see Santa at Bayfield Mall. He'd be happy to see our listeners.
2: Yeah. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturdays, and Sundays.
3: So with that, uh, see you later. Bye. Merry Bye. Christmas. Ho, ho,
4: ho, ho. Set your phasers to sexy.
3: You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under surprise True North Nerds, and you can reach them by email at True North Nerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to KirbyCracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it.
2: So set your phasers to sexy. It's the
0: way you